Welcome to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast, a Christ-centered recovery show where we discuss the habits, mindsets, and tools that will help you live the recovery lifestyle. We believe that if you regularly do the work by reading the Word, showing up at recovery meetings, getting engaged at your local church, and giving back through service, that you will build a stronger relationship with Jesus and experience the freedom that comes from lasting sobriety. Please join myself, Chris Decker, and my co-host, John Rizzi, as we serve as your virtual recovery coaches through Season 2, featuring monthly recovery challenges, inspiring testimonies, expert guest teachings, and the raw, real-time recovery journey that we go through each and every day. To help us reach more people, please subscribe and leave a review. And for now, enjoy today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Chris and I am joined here in studio by John Rizzi. We have a really exciting new message series for you today on the topic of withholding love, one of the traits of intimacy anorexia. We have three exciting episodes for you. Uh, In this first one, we're going to set up what this means. What is withholding love and how does this look in our recovery journeys? And then we're going to talk today about what the Bible has to say about this. In part two, we're going to go over some practical advice that will help you on your journey of of this particular area. And then on the third part, we're going to talk about uh, recovery leadership. What are some uh, leadership implications for this, for the recovery leaders out there? So let's jump right into the first part, John. Right on, Chris. Yeah. Well, withholding love from your partner. This is withholding love from our wives. And um, I mean, let's be honest, we do this a lot, right? I mean, basically, this is conditional love. We're supposed to love unconditionally, but that's hard for us to do. And we put conditions on our love, right? I'll love you back if you love me first, mm-hmm. or I'll love you if you give me sex, or I'll love you if my, you eat, meet my expectations, whether those are whether those are spoken or not. I mean, I, I know I often have expectations that I haven't really articulated to my wife. I just expect her to know. You ever can you relate to that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and and the other thing about love in English is it's kind of an overused word and there's not a lot of nuance to it, right? I love I love chocolate. I love my dogs. I love my wife. It's the same word in all of those instances. I love movies, right? I love to ride my bike. But there's a there's there's differences in there and and mm. when we move to talking about what's in the Bible, obviously the Bible has a lot to say about love. God is love. There's four words that they use for love in the Bible. There's eros love, which is romantic love. Um, there's philea, that's brotherly love. There's sorge, that's more of family love. And then there's agape love, and that's God's unconditional love for us that we're supposed to cultivate and have for our brothers. Mm. <clears throat> um, there's tons of verses, I think, that the the Bible is pretty clear on loving unconditionally. Um, you know, Jesus tells us to love our enemies, right? Like it's hard to love my friends, let alone love my enemies. Um, 
Jesus tells us to lay down our life for our brothers. Uh, and, and I don't think that he's meaning that literally. Hmm. I think he's speaking metaphorically there. And that means that we're supposed to be sacrificing. We're supposed to love sacrificially. It's supposed to cost us something to love. Um, and how often are we more selfish with our love, right? You know what? I, I just uh, I just had a thought. Is that is God withholding love from me? Hmm. Is God an intimacy anorexic? No. Right. Not at all. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Right, and He's not putting conditions on His love either. And he, so He does want us to be obedient, though, Chris. Right. He does, but he's not going to love me any. Not withholding. He's not withholding the love. Yeah, and I and I think there's been times when I thought God would manipulate me mm. by using this tactic that I use. Yeah, <laughs> and he doesn't do that. Right. Yeah. So you're thinking like God is more like me and he's like trying to trick me into doing something I don't want to do and and he'll only love me if I do it. Well, I'm thinking is why have I withheld love when the Bible's so clear about how God loves me? Literally God is love. Why well, how can he withhold love if he is love? That doesn't make any sense. Right. And so I must have a distorted worship. I must not truly understand who God is. If I'm engaging in this activity, because I'm called to be like Christ. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not fully absorbing his love wholeheartedly accepting it and Mm -hmm. then turning around and reflecting that same love to others because I'm inherently selfish. Listen to John 13, 34 to 35, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another just as I have loved you you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. How many times was love used in that quote? A lot. And it is exactly what you were just saying, right? Jesus, who is God, is telling us, commanding us to love the way he loves us. Well, and, and also a characteristic of a disciple is if you love one another. And I'll just break this down you know, disciple is a fancy Christian term for someone that is learning to 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 walk, to follow, to 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 be like Jesus Christ. Right. Someone that has said yes to this grand journey. And apparently the indicator of someone who is a disciple is that we show love. Yeah. So if I'm withholding love, not only Am I holding that back from my wife? I'm not being a disciple. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm hiding my discipleship to Jesus because I'm not loving. How silly is that? Yeah. And and, and obviously this extends outside of our marriages to everyone. Everyone. <laughs> um, but, you know, in, in the context of intimacy anorexia, we're talking about our wives. How clear is this passage about how we're supposed to love our wives? Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her, Ephesians 5.25. Jesus is very clearly setting the bar for sacrificial love. And so Mm. instead of like 
being resentful all the time because my wife didn't do this, that, or some other thing that, that I either expressly or in my mind expected her to do. And then I withhold love. No, I'm supposed to love her sacrificially. Jesus died for me. That's how far he went to go to show his love. <clears throat> and I'm supposed to do that again, metaphorically for my wife. So I've got to die to my selfishness. I've got to die to my wants. I've got to die to my needs. I've got to, I've got to meet her where she is and love her. And you know what? With, when I do that, it's almost certain that it'll be reciprocated. You know where this could go wrong is with this sacrifice word, I've misunderstood it and I've actually used it kind of as a manipulative tactic mm -hmm. to uh, self-martyrize my sacrifice for how great I am. Yeah, look at, look at me. Look what? at how much I've done for you. Therefore, you have no right to complain. Now, now, is this something that is in your head or do you say this to your wife? I'm sure it's come out like that. Yeah. But it, it's like the, it's manifested, I think, and not actually understanding what sacrifice is. Sacrifice in love is not prideful, you know, it, it and, and um, man. Yeah, there's a lot here, huh? <laughs> there is. Okay, so one more thing on the Bible, and this is very, <clears throat> excuse me, wow, very famous verse. In 1 Corinthians 13, they often refer to that as the love chapter. This is read at every wedding, even secular weddings. Um, and I'm not going to read the verses, but uh, this is in 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 7. But I am going to pull out the individual characteristics that are mentioned of love in there. Okay, so it's patient. This is love. Patient, kind. It doesn't envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. Mm -hmm. Doesn't insist on its own way. Ah, that's one. That's a gotcha for me. Not irritable or resentful. <whistles> yep. Rejoices with the truth, not wrongdoing. Bears all things. Believes all things. Hopes all things. Endures all things. This is an, an extremely high bar uh, for how we're supposed to love and none of us can live up to this. I don't know about you, John, but I'm really excited to jump into these things and go deeper in the next episode. Should we do a quick open share on love and, and, and withholding? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, hey, you guys, my name is John. I am a follower of Jesus. I am in recovery for sex addiction. I struggle with intimacy anorexia. John. Hey, you guys, man, this list of the characteristics of love is is so convicting. And I, I and I read through them and I'm like, oh, man, if I were to give myself a letter grade on all these, like there's nothing above a C. Mm. And and maybe I just need to put these in front of myself more often um, and, and at least strive for. Uh, a B to a high B because, hmm. you know, I think that, that these characteristics are super attractive. If, if I'm patient and kind and I'm not envious or, and I'm not boasting and I'm, if I'm never arrogant or rude and if I'm not always insisting on my own way and if I don't get resentful or irritable, um, man, how attractive would that be to my wife? And maybe a lot of our problems that I tend to blame her for 
would disappear. Thanks, guys. I'm John. Thanks, John. Hey, I'm Chris, grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I'm struggling with a lot of sin. Hey, Chris. Uh, you know, and and um, I just have to piggyback off of that is that I tend to get whatever I'm putting out. And like, if if I'm looking for more love, I, I need to learn how to love. And if I'm withholding love, I'm definitely not going to receive love. And so I'm stuck in a loop of disaster and I'm stuck there. Like now I'm here. And so this couldn't come at a better time. So I need this just as much as you need it. So thanks. Yeah. Good job, Chris. <laughs> thanks, Chris. Man, let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for just this conviction that we're feeling. Um, please help us sow seeds of love. Help us soak in the love that you have for us and really lean into that. And not just know in our head that you love us, but really truly believe it in our hearts with all of our hearts so that we can take that and we can become overflowing with your love so that we can reflect that love out to others and so that we can nurture those seeds of love that we plant. I ask this in the holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Hey, you made it this far in the episode. I'd like to congratulate you because to me, that shows that you're taking your recovery seriously. If you'd like to reach out, please visit recoverylifestyle.com. You can use the contact form to submit a prayer request, give us ideas for future episodes, or simply to just share what's on your mind. We would love to hear from you. If you really are enjoying the show, what would mean a lot is if you could subscribe and leave a review. That will help more people find the Recovery Lifestyle Podcast.